In this sculpture, six paratroopers of the United States 101st Airborne Division, dressed in battle uniform, look toward General Dwight D. Eisenhower, Supreme Commander of the Allied Forces. Some appear young and uncertain. Others look battle-hardened and ready. All eyes are locked on Eisenhower, who stands before the men as he does before you now, one arm behind his back and the other partially outstretched, hand clenched in an upturned fist. Eisenhower is there to boost the morale of the soldiers because he's about to send them on a dangerous mission, one that could turn the tide of the war. He's decided to risk everything on a break in the weather and sent more than 150,000 Allied troops across the English Channel to storm the beaches of Normandy, France. It will be the largest and most complex coordinated invasion of World War II. The attack will happen early the next morning, June 6, 1944, D-Day. To be successful, the sea, ground, and air forces of many nations have to be closely coordinated. But it is the paratroopers who will see the fiercest combat. Eisenhower knows many of them will not survive. He walks among the men, asking their names and where they are from, hoping to meet someone from his home state of Kansas. Each soldier is to him the same sort of young man that he had been when he began his military career. This statuary, inspired by a famous photograph, was sculpted by Sergei Lambekov. Here, Eisenhower and the soldiers are larger than life, standing over eight feet tall. But Lambekov said he wanted to capture Eisenhower's human connection to the troops. He had this certain warmth and humanity in him, and this was the thing that is indispensable because he was not just a leader, he had this human characteristic in him. Eisenhower never forgot that he was asking his soldiers, sailors, and airmen to make the ultimate sacrifice for their nations. Eisenhower also never forgot his own roots. He knew as well as anyone that his rise to the highest rank of Supreme Commander was an unexpected one. Despite his West Point pedigree, Eisenhower had not been a model cadet or soldier. He had a rebellious streak and often balked at authority. He showed a talent for strategy and training, but this led him to military staff jobs rather than positions in the field. But Eisenhower was patient, savvy, and determined, able to navigate army bureaucracy while keeping a clear focus on his goal to command troops. As America drew closer to entering World War II, Eisenhower finally had his chance. Army Chief of Staff General George C. Marshall saw much had to be done to get the army into fighting shape. So Marshall broke protocol and promoted younger talent. Talent like Dwight D. Eisenhower. He was a natural leader with a rare combination of personality and intelligence. Marshall's judgment, 
proved to be right. Eisenhower inspired respect and unity among his troops and effectively coordinated leaders of the disparate Allied forces, forces that often resembled more of a dysfunctional family than a united front. In the end, he led a vast army of more than a dozen countries on D-Day. Here, carved into the wall behind the statuary, is a scene of the troops approaching the beaches in the historic storming of Normandy. Soldiers, sailors, and airmen of the Allied Expeditionary Force. On the morning of the assault, as soldiers made final preparations, Eisenhower delivered the order of the day, a rallying cry and message of good luck. The order was printed and given to each soldier to take into battle. On D-Day, Eisenhower read the order over the radio. You are about to embark upon the great crusade toward which we have striven these many months. The eyes of the world are upon you. The hopes and prayers of liberty-loving people everywhere march with you. In company with our brave allies and brothers in arms on other fronts, you will bring about the destruction of the German war machine, the elimination of Nazi tyranny over the oppressed peoples of Europe, and security for ourselves in a free world. Your task will not be an easy one. Your enemy is well-trained, well-equipped, and battle-hardened. He will fight savagely. But this is the year 1944. Much has happened since the Nazi triumphs of 1940-41. The United Nations have inflicted upon the Germans great defeats in open battle, man to man. Our air offensive has seriously reduced their strength in the air and their capacity to wage war on the ground. Our home fronts have given us an overwhelming superiority in weapons and munitions of war and placed at our disposal great reserves of trained fighting men. The tide has turned. The free men of the world are marching together to victory. I have full confidence in your courage, devotion to duty, and skill in battle. We will accept nothing less than full victory. Good luck and let us all beseech the blessing of Almighty God upon this great and noble undertaking. Despite the loss of thousands of Allied fighters, the attack was a success, opening the coast for troops to fight their way across Europe and defeat the Nazi armies within a year. The victory made Eisenhower an international hero. This audio guide has been made possible with a generous donation from the Boeing Company.